Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Was grace that taught my heart to be, and grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed. You are forever 
Amen. <laughs> oh, you know, uh, uh, this is kind of one of my favorite time. Y'all love fall. I don't know about y'all. I love it. The the weather when it starts getting a little brisk and the colors, the trees, and you know the nights are clear uh, until the leaves fall. I can breathe just a little bit. And you know, I, I yesterday as we were we had to go to a, a memorial service. And we were passing by, and they were harvesting cotton. And I tell you, that is one of the most awesome sights you can see, is when you look out at that that huge white field, and as they harvest it, and just it's, it's, you just stand in awe. And it makes me think of, of my verse that I had, and it's funny how God has done things. The verse that, that he gave me this week was John chapter 4, Verse 35, where he, he answered the question, he says, Say ye not that there are four months, then cometh the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And I saw those cotton fields. I said, boy, this is, this is a beautiful reminder of where we're at. We're, we're at the fall of, of the year, the fall of our life the fall of the age until when Christ steps out on the clouds and calls his children home. So you, you think about that, the song she's saying, my chains are gone. That is us. And what an awesome thing it is. And, and, and this week as I thought about this and, and I, I started on my, my outline and, and the way I do it, I'll come up with a rough draft of an outline. Then on Friday nights, I'll sit down and I'll, 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 I'll get my commentaries and everything. I'll break out and I'll start writing it down. And, and, and a lot of times God changes it right then. And let me tell you what happened is I, I wrote it all out and I'm like, oh man, I fixed and hit print. And the Lord said, stop. And I'm like, okay, you know, cause I'm looking at it. And he said, you got it backwards. I said, well, and, I, and I, I started to hit print again. And, and the same thing, you got it backwards. So I got to looking at it, and sure enough, I had put down my points all backwards. And, and you'll see why when we get to the last point. Because it's something that God just laid on my heart and wouldn't let me. I mean, he has gotten hold of me all week long and, and thinking about it. And, and I, I thought, you know, as time draws near to the end, and, and it's been so much reminder, as Jim, you said a while ago, there's so many people that's got cancer now and so many different sicknesses and things and and, and just you know uh, i like what i've seen where one guy said we need to quit looking for the signs and realize we need to start looking up because it's time amen all the signs are here everything is ready the fields are wide under harvest all we got to do is just wait and he's coming to get us are you ready and there's only one way to be ready and that's to make sure that your your heart and everything about you is ready and i don't know about y'all but it's a daily thing with me it's it's, it, it's like there's so much going on and and we were talking about yesterday we had a, a really busy day and 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 it, it was a great day. i loved it you know uh, genesis uh, she's been on she, she she's been cheering if you ain't never seen nothing so cute is it, little girls who who have no timing whatsoever get out there and cheer together it's, it's awesome it's beautiful and we watched his homecoming so so john uh escorted her out on the field and they all got a little crown and it was just wonderful and then then my son he he that where he works they had an open house and he says daddy you gotta come you gotta come so we're like okay we'll come 
And then I found out a dear friend of mine was going to do the memorial service. So I can't miss that. And, and so we, we hurried all the way through it. And we got to the memorial service. It was wonderful because it was also after seeing those, those fields of cotton to be surrounded by people who have meant so much to you. And, and to celebrate a home going and, and, and Buster died of cancer and 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 and, and, and it, it was hard, but it was a wonderful time. I got to see friends, got to see some family, got just a, a great time of fellowship. And I thought as I, I, was, I was preparing and, and God just kept reminding me of my sermon that, you know, the one day, one day we're going to have a fellowship that is so much better than anything we can have here. One day we're going we're gonna to be home with the Lord. You know, some people are going quicker than others, but one day, it's, I believe with all my heart that it's not much longer that he's going to step out and call us home. But it's, it's, we, are, we are so distracted by the things of this world that we need to focus on things and, and not forget where we're at. You know, it's like this. You, you can go outside today and you can see the colors of the trees and all that and think man this is so beautiful but you can blink and tomorrow it'll be winter and there'll be nothing you'll say man i missed it i missed it i missed the i missed everything so it's something we need to be sure we're prepared for every day and i thought of the things we need to be prepared for one of the things that we need is as we're waiting for him to come for that great to take place is, is we don't need to forget the word I shared my Sunday school class, this was one of the verses. And in John chapter 1, verse, verse 1, it, it, let, me, let me flip over to it quick. I, I want to I share this with you because I want to look at a couple of verses. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You realize how important the Word of God is to us? But in society we live in today and in the things that are going on today, it's easy to forget your Bible. You know, uh, uh, we, we, we got so much happening and so much going on that sometimes we forget just to pick up and, and, and read because this is the Word of God. And it, it, it's the basis of everything that is a child of God that we should hold dear to our heart. It's our life because in the beginning was the Word, and that Word was Jesus Christ. He was there in the beginning. He is the Word of God. And it's something we need to hold fast to. Look, 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 look down at, at, at verse uh, 14. It says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory and the glory of the only begotten Father, full of grace and truth so he the word became flesh for us and as you think about it because of the word it is we as children of god are blessed you know luke chapter 11 verse 28 jesus said this he said but he said yea rather blessed are they that hear the word of god and keep it you ever thought about that? God said, hey, I love you so much that I'm going to give you my word. I'm going I'm to allow you to have it printed. 
Now, I'm, I'm going to allow you to keep it with you. And, and in this word is the words of life. And if you'll keep these words, you'll be blessed. And, and you know what's funny is the world tells you, no, 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 no. No, this is no fun. But you know what? It, there is more joy in the pages of this book than there are in anything in the world. The, the world can only offer you temporal things that, that are here today and gone tomorrow, but the Word of God can give you eternal life. It can give you peace. It can give you happiness. And in a time like yesterday, as, as a family mourned, there was joy because we know where He's at. And I don't know about y'all, but knowing that one day I can see lost loved ones and friends and it brings me joy, it brings me peace and comfort. And that's what my word does for me. And, and, and people say, oh, it's out of date. No, it never goes out of date. Amen. Amen. It, it is a, this is the living word of God. If what was true a thousand years ago is still true today. You can't change it. Oh, I, I, I know that today in the society we live in, if you don't like it, you, you get out your pencil and you erase it and you change it. But guess what? God's Word can't change. Amen. People have tried to, but it keeps coming back to what it was. It is a wonderful world. And we're blessed beyond measure because of it. You, 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 li, li, listen to this. Every time we hear it, we're hearing the, the voice of our Lord. Because Jesus said this in John chapter 10, verse 27. He said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Did you hear that? Think about that. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Somebody might say, so, so y'all crazy. You hear voices. Sometimes. I mean, I, it's like he's in the room talking to me. I can get, I'll tell you what's awesome. Have you ever had a problem? And, and, and God said, pick up my word. You pick it up, and there's the answer to it. See, I know the voice of my Lord when he talks to me. Yeah, but I love what he said. He says, not just that, that we get to hear that voice, but he says, but I know them. You see, our shepherd is a personal shepherd. He is a shepherd that uh, uh, yesterday they talked about Psalms 23, and I said, oh, praise the Lord, because that's so true. The Lord is my shepherd. Well, now why is my shepherd? Because I'm a sheep. You know one thing about sheep? Sheep ain't intelligent. They ain't very smart. Else into trouble. So they need a shepherd. And, and I tell you, human beings are not very smart. Without the Lord, we get ourselves in all kind of trouble. But he said, I know my sheep. They hear my voice. And they follow me. He's always there. And you know, the greatest thing about this word, let me share another verse with you. This one's a good one. Because when you, every time you hear it, every time you read it, 
God's talking to you. Listen to what he says about his word. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11. You've heard Gideon's use this. He says, so shall my word go forth out of my mouth, but it, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Did you hear all that word? God said, my word don't go out and it just is just somebody just spouting it. It's just something you read. It does something. It's powerful. Yeah, you know, I, I love what I, I said. It shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. That, 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 that word is, is, see if I can pronounce this, is tasoishlish. And it means to advance, to succeed, to show it is prosperous. In other words, God's saying, my word don't fail. Whatever it's used for is going to get better. If you use it for comfort, it's going to get better. And people say, no, man, it's been a long time, but I, my heart hurts. Let me tell you, your heart's going to hurt, but God's word can help you through it. People say, well, what about the sick? My Bible tells me we ought to pray for the sick. So, well, well, that's happened and people don't get better. Let me tell you, if you're a child of God, when you take your last breath here, you're better. So God's word does prosper. Yes, Yesterday, as, as they said goodbye to Buster, man, Man, let me tell you, he, he started in June and it rapidly increased in his pain. And and, and 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 it was said, you know, he's no longer hurting, but today he's smiling. And I said, that's so true because he didn't have to worry about it anymore. He took that last breath here and he saw Jesus. Because scripture tells me this, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Amen. So boy, if that don't just give you something to shout about, nothing will. Amen. We got, we got problems. Hey, and just think of this. Just think of today. If, if in heaven right now, the Father looks at the Son and says, go get your bride. Woo, wouldn't that be good if all of a sudden we heard the voice this, that called us home? And we finished our worship service with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So I don't think, hey, it could happen, amen? It could happen in the middle of the night. It could happen in the middle of the now. It could happen tomorrow. It might be a hundred years from now, but he's coming to get us. And if he don't come and get us, we're going to him because that's what his word says. That's number one. Number two is we don't need to overlook worshiping him. You know, worship is an action. It's, it, 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 it's, it, it's this. The psalmist said in Psalms 95 verse 6, he said, oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. Did you hear that? 
He said, come on, let's, 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 let's bow our knees to our Lord. You say, well, I thought worship's just singing. Hey, that's part of it. It says make a joyful noise, but there's more about praying to God and worshiping than there is anything. Uh, I had somebody tell me this. They said one time, they said, you know, uh, so there's a verse in there said that we're not supposed to do anything. And they said it's in the psalm, Psalm 4, 4. Here's what it says. It says, stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your heart upon your bed and be still, Selah. And they said, so that's me. I said, well, you, you got to understand what the psalmist said because when he said stand in awe, that word in Hebrew, is ragaz, and it, it actually means to tremble, to fear, to be excited, to be perturbed. So you stand there in awe of God, and you get excited, and it changes you. And let me tell you, when God hold of you you can't be still you can't be quiet he says sometimes you just need to listen every once in a while because he's trying to talk to you but go back to the other one get on your knees and say here i am god just use me send me do whatever you want and then let me tell you what you're going to want to do you're going to want to make a joyful noise unto the lord because he is your god he is your savior and he's right there with you and, and let me tell you, so we don't need to forget worship because worship is something we can all do. You say, well, well, preacher, I don't got the strength. Just stand in awe, tremble and say, Lord, here I am. What do you want me to do today? If it's just smile to somebody, I'll do that. If it's encourage somebody, I'll do that. If it's serve you, I'll do whatever you want me to do. But I will do for you because you deserve everything. You deserve my adoration. You deserve my praise. You deserve my life. You know, it's hard to do, though, if your heart is not right. How can you stand in awe if your heart's not right with God? Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 17, 10, God told him this. He says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins and give to every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doing. I read that verse. I said, you know what? Woo! That's worship. Because whatever you do, you do it with all your heart to God. If you're working, then you're in a form of worship. Because you're supposed to be giving God your best in everything you do. Because that's who we're here for. We're his representatives every day. So everything you do is a form of worship to the one who died on the cross for you. And I, that, I, that's, that ought to get some of us going good. Maybe today what you need to do is you need to say, Oh Lord, hey, I need to be like David and cry out, Create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. 
because there's something wrong. I don't get excited at hearing this word. I don't like praising anymore. You know, it, it, it's time, church, we do what's what God's called us to do. First Peter chapter 1 verse 16 says, Because it is written, Be ye holy because I am holy. Do you hear that? That's a call for us as a church, as a body of believers, as an individual to be what God has called us to be. That means you've got to ask God to clean your heart, help you out, because I don't know about you, every day it's a battle. Every day we're, we, we, we are faced with problems. We're faced with iniquity. We're faced with trip, temptations and challenges. But if you say, God created Every morning when you get up, you can start the day and say, Lord, this is the day you've made, and I'm here for you. Amen. You're here for me, and I will serve you. And I will worship you. Woo. Number three. I'm going to tell you there's four of them. All right. Number three is going to be short. Because number three is something we ought to not ever forget, and it's the fellowship. Fellowship with believers every once in a while. You know what problem some Christians are? They want to be an undercover believer. You can't do it, amen? You, you know, in Acts chapter 2, verse 44, it says, And all that believed were together and had all things in common. God, God called you into the family, and you know what? He made a family of all kind of people. Amen. There's some weird ones and there's some strange ones. You don't get more weirder and stranger than me. So, hey, just let me tell you, I'm in your family if you're a child of God. Some of you go, oh, wow. But, hey, we have got all things in our future. So if you don't like fellowship now, what you going to do when you get to heaven? gonna do when everybody's there so i don't like crap Woo! praise lord you're gonna be with people it's all just like you everybody's different but everybody's the same because jesus christ washed us in his blood Amen. so let me tell you you get a chance to fellowship with a believer today that's what you need to do because let me tell you if you have trouble fellowshipping with believers how do you fellowship with jesus See, that's a preview he gave us. He said, I'm going to bring you all together so you can enjoy togetherness and fellowship one with another. Say, well, I don't like the way this one snores when, when the preacher's preaching. Well, just a little further over, but you can still love them. We, 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 we look at things the wrong way. We do what Samuel did when David's brothers walked into the room. He looked at the outside, and God says, no, I look at the inside. We fellowship because we are children of God. You want to be able to fellowship with God? You want to have that kind of closeness to Him? Then you need to fellowship with His children. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9, he said, God is faithful by whom you were called unto the fellowship of the Son of God, Jesus Christ our Lord. You know, some of you need to listen to this because God's trying to fellowship with you. 
In Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come to him and will sup with him and he with me. See, the one thing about Jesus' fellowship is that you've got to invite him in. That's why we don't need to forget about it because sometimes we forget and leave him standing outside. 3,000 irons in the fire every day. Sometimes it's hard when you're hurting. Sometimes it's hard when things aren't going the way they should. But always remember, he's knocking every day. He wants to be part of your life. And now we're to number four. We don't need to forget to pray. You know, I think sometimes we've been on the right track. But now is not the time to let up. We don't need to, 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 to take anything for granted. Paul said in Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, he said, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Father, don't take anything for granted. And you know what's bad is we do. Are, are you praying for the things that you think we need? Now, you know, maybe now's the time you need to find somebody and, and, and join them in prayer because here's what I want to share something with you. In Matthew chapter 18, verse 19, Jesus said this. He said, Again, I say unto you that if Two of you shall agree on earth as to touching anything that they shall ask. It shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. You know the reason sometimes we don't get nothing done? Because we don't ask for help. You got a burden? You got a problem? Go to somebody and say, hey, will you pray with me? This week I was reminded of an article that I read about eight years ago and to today i can still remember the picture on the article i can remember everything about it and in the article there was a picture it was of a church and there was some people gathered around a pew and they were sitting on the pew and they were praying in earnest and the article went about a church and, and it was a, it was a, had never been a large church. The guy who wrote the article said, he said, I've been going there for years. It had never been large. He said, but we had done good. Things had done great. He said, but all of a sudden we looked up and the church was dying. He said, it wasn't the worship. It wasn't the preaching. It wasn't. The, the fellowship, it was just slowly dying. People were getting older and things were happening. And, and he says, we, we, we didn't know what to do. We, 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 we started blaming. He said, that's when, he said, it got really bad when we pulled out the blame game. It's the pastor's fault. It's the deacon's fault. It's the Sunday school teacher's fault. It's so-and-so's fault. 
He said, in one Sunday, the pastor got done preaching. And he said, the, he said the, the, there was an older gentleman who sat beside me. He stood up. And he said, hey, before we leave, I'd like to make an announcement. And, and so the pastor said, go ahead, brother. Make the announcement. And he said, we don't have much time left here. He said, either one of two things is going to happen. We're all going to die or Jesus is coming back. He said, we're dying in record numbers. He said, here's what it is. We don't have much time. We better get busy. He said, church, we quit praying. He said, oh, we pray, we talk about it. We pray for individuals, but we quit praying for our church. We quit praying that something's going to happen. So he said, I, I have the challenge, and here's the challenge. We need to start praying together for the church. And within two years, the church went from dying to thriving because a handful of people says, it's time. Because it's fall. Winter's coming. And you know what winter always represents? Death. Church falls well into the season. Every day, that tree out there drops more leaves. Wayne got out there and blew it off this morning. I know he blew it off yesterday. And they were already probably back out there. That's a reminder of how quick it's coming. Maybe, maybe today we need to start praying for people. Like Luke chapter 10 verse 2 says, Therefore he said unto them, The harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. Pray there for the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into the harvest. Maybe what we need to pray for is revival. You say, well, you need for revival. Revival's not going to start until the church is ready for a revival. Psalms chapter 85, verse 6, it says, the psalmist says, Will thou not revive us again? That thy people may rejoice in thee? So you got to pray for it. Or maybe, just maybe, we need to pray for forgiveness. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. And will forgive their sins. And will heal their land. Church maybe we need to humble ourselves before our father. Because it's fall. Time is short. Every day. We hear of someone else with cancer. Every day. We hear of another funeral. His children are going home one by one. 
And if he doesn't come and step out on the cloud soon, what will happen? So this morning, I issue you a challenge to join in prayer for this church, for each other. So I want to do something a little different. Gina, would you come back up here and sing that song again? And as she comes and sings, I want you to realize that there's nothing holding you back but the chains of your own sin. So what's God telling you to do? For me, I'm going to do as Joshua did. As for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. And so this morning, John, I want you, want you start the music to come down here and join me and, and Julie and Mom in prayer. The rest is up to you. I can't tell you what to do, but I'll tell you what my house is going to do. Everybody, please stand to your feet. Thank you. 
God is good, amen. amen. Church, I think we need to get serious about praying. Because let me tell you, it's worked before. He's still the same God. He's still on the throne. So this week, pray like you've never prayed before. Because church, if not, what will become? I hope and pray you have a blessed week. Remember our our, our family night. Remember the, the trunk or treat. Remember each other. Pray you have a wonderful and blessed week. I'm going to close this with a word of prayer. And it will be dismissed. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you this morning. Lord, I pray for the church. Lord, I want to start with each individual here. Lord, there's some that they've got burdens, they've got problems. So, Father, I pray you just put your hand on them. Let them feel your presence. Give them what they stand in need of them. Some of them need a physical touch. Some of them need just a spiritual hug. Some of them just need rest. So, Lord, whatever they stand in need of, give it to them. The strength, whatever it is. Father, I pray for those of our church family who are working and traveling and, and can't be here because of that. Lord, I pray you watch over them and keep them safe. And Father, I pray that you bless them. Lord, we, we've got so many, Lord, that's, that's, that's gone. Lord, we've, we've buried so many and we've watched so many just... Just, Lord, I pray, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, that you, 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 you fill this place... Lord, we need workers. We need those who will help with the harvest. 
So, Father, I pray you send people. Heavenly Father, Lord, that, that, that just need a place to worship. Lord, I pray that you, Lord, just open their hearts and, and, and their minds, dear Heavenly Father. And, Father, I pray right now for a sweet spirit of fellowship and unity to just fall upon us. Revive us again. Heavenly Father, revive us again. Start in each heart that's here and have your way. Thank you for all that you do. Father, we praise you that you are the God of gods. And one day soon, you're going to step out on the clouds and call us home. But Father, until that day, let us be the light that shines, that others might see you in us. Thank you for all that you do. In the Lord's name I pray. Amen. Y'all have a blessed week.